0: Blog Talk Radio. We have Minister Prophet Michael Gray, Reverend Ray Lucas, Pastor Jones. The list goes on with all the various leaders that we have. We would like to give a special shout out to those that listen to us around the world, those that have connected with us um, here with the Five Fold Ministry. A special shout out to Jamaica and Pakistan. God bless you. As well as Taiwan and Russia, we would just like to say hello and thank you for joining in. This is our disclaimer as well that the music that you hear belongs to the artist, and we are here to promote those sounds of Zion and encourage you to get those CDs and to just enjoy the worship. Yes, we want you to sit back and enjoy that worship. Matter of fact, let us listen to another one of my favorites by Jeff Majors. God bless you again. You're listening to the Fivefold Ministry Broadcast. Amen. Programs we would look at Soul Train. It was just so many nice uh, movies, Aladdin, Sinbad. It was just a good time that you could just enjoy watching TV and laugh. You know, I remember um, my mom, she used to watch the Ed Southern show where they had different artists would come on and present their talent. And it was so many nice times just to sit back and enjoy coming in from work and watching a good program. But now the same thing you see in the streets is on t v You know you see somebody getting robbed or getting killed or gang violence or a power struggle or just just all kinds of ills, somebody destroying somebody's marriage and household and family. You know, you really don't even have to uh, watch TV. Just sit out on your porch in your neighborhood and listen to uh, what the neighbors are gossiping about. The same thing that's in the street is on TV. What happened to the beautiful music? What happened to all the good shows? I love Turner Classic movie. I just love it. Being able to just sit back and base myself and just enjoy just sitting on the porch, having lemonade, putting a straw in your mouth, talking to neighbors, seeing kids play at the playground. I know that I'm talking fast. I have to slow down because we have international callers and listeners. And we thank you for that. But what I'm speaking about that is so much going on with crime and violence that you are surrounded. Not only in your neighborhood, but on TV, every channel that you turn on to. It's guns, violence, fighting, uh, something on fire. It's always something that's evil. And, you know, it's pretty sad. I got to the point <laughs> that I even watched the cartoons <laughs> just to have something different because I play music all the time. And I look at various shows and movies and get, try to get away from the violence. <laughs> but then the, uh, the more older cartoons, there's something that's going on that's evil with that. I say, Lord, have mercy. Don't they have any good things with a good turnout? I go all the way down with my little grandson. He's four years old. I'll be watching... Uh, the little show uh, Pals or or the Disney Channel or Mickey Mouse, anything, (laughs) just so to get away from all that murder and all that violence and kidnapping and everything. But, you know, in looking at that, that you could be surrounded by all of the ills of this world. I'll say it again. You could be surrounded by the ills of this world But guess what? You don't have to be touched. Good God Almighty. You would say, Apostle, what do you mean you don't have to be touched? You can see it out at the gas station, at the marketplace. You can see it in your neighborhood, sometimes in your family, that chaos and violence is everywhere. True? But when you keep your mind on God, I'll say it again, when you are a believer In the body of Jesus Christ, that when you keep your focus, that you don't have to be touched by the evil and ills of this world. That God, you live, God, you die, but you keep that attitude that your Father is with you, that Holy Ghost cover you, the Word of God guides you, and Jesus' blood, hey, saves you that you can depend on God to bring you through. Yes, you can. You know, I went to, I uh, a, a visited a church not too long ago, and we're going to look at that same particular text this morning. We're going to look at Exodus, the 14th chapter, and we're going to examine more so starting with the 10th verse. Down, uh, to the 21st verse. I'll say it again that we're going to look at Exodus chapter 14. And if you look at this particular story, I'm gonna give you a chance to uh, get your Bibles, that you can see that the Israel was surrounded by the Egyptian army. The same situation that was happening to them, that everywhere they looked, there was uh, evil, people were getting killed, doom was all over the place, and that they needed to get away, to be delivered from all of this ill that was going on in Egypt. I'll say it again. There are times in your life, beloved, that you are going to be surrounded by things that is not in your best interest. But you have to hold out. You have to trust God. You have to believe that God can do anything but fail. Whatever happens in your life that God can bring you through. i say it again, that not only that whatever that's happening in your life, but whatever that's going on in your life you got to do is just trust God. You have to believe him, believe his word, and you have to stand. Stand on your faith and stand on that word that your God can do anything but fail when you put your trust in him. So we're going to have as a topic today trusting God. I'll say it again that We need to trust God. We can't depend on man. Sometimes you can't depend on family. You can't depend on your boss. You cannot depend on what's going on in this world, but you can depend on God. Good God Almighty. I'll say it again. You can depend on God, but what you have to do, you have to stand on that word of faith. Good God Almighty. And believe that your God is able. Let us listen to Donnie McClurkin as we get our Bibles, so we can rightly divide the word of truth. Again, you're listening to the Fivefold Ministry broadcast. I'm your host, Apostle Margie Mercer, and we're going to examine Exodus 14. God bless you. Amen.
1: Tell me what you do. <laughs>
0: That you don't let the adversary see you down and you don't let the adversary see you cry. That you have to stand, as I said earlier, on your faith. You have to stand on the word of God and you have to know that your God can do anything but fail. You know, when we look at this particular uh, scripture in Exodus and we see here that the Israelites was faced up against a lot of turmoil, that the Egyptian army was sweeping in for the kill, that the people thought they were doomed, and they needed God to deliver them. God had shown himself so many times throughout his word, throughout the Bible, that looked like the evidence should have shown them that they had a powerful God on their side if they would just believe. But, you know, sometimes when you go through a lot of turmoils in your life, you become fearful, you whine, you despair, you lose hope. In other words, that you pretty much just are so consumed by that situation that you say, woe is me the Israel had to learn, the Israelites had to learn who their God was again and again so that they could trust the powerful hand that God could deliver them. You know, and I'll say this again, sometimes people feel that that deliverer could be the money. Uh Uh-oh, if I step on your feet, just say, ouch. Sometimes people believe that, their hope is that a man or a friend or a family member, God forbid, you know, man have a tendency to change his mind. A situation come, the man will blow left, he can blow right, that he can lean whichever way that winds blow. But dependency is on God, good God Almighty. As Donnie is saying, you got to stand on one faith of trust in Hebrews 11, that you know that your God, through his love, is able to take care of you. I'll say it again, that the greatest of all things is to know is that God loves you. He's not going to change his mind. He's not going to do evil for evil. He's not going to love you today and hate you tomorrow. He's not going to be double-minded. He's not going to not be your friend today and by next week or next year, he act like he don't know your name. You know, people uh, go through that all the time that people that's in their lives and you think they'll be there in longevity, especially those that's married. There are times for some couples as they get along the road that they separate and all of a sudden you would never believe that that person said they love you in the first place. Uh Uh-oh, I step on your feet just ouch! But there's one God that you can depend on the one that provides for you, the one that wakes you up in the morning, the one that you can trust in his word that's consistent, that's faithful. That when we go through crisis, instead of mumbling complaining, we have to stand on our confidence and not on our fear. The Israelites were complaining. Isn't that how most of us do? When I backed up against the wall, why me, God? Why not them? Why I got to go through this? And why I have to suffer this? You know, I had to uh, learn a lesson myself that I was going through a storm one time, and I cried out to God that I dealt more so of the hurt behind it. And my God showed me that my setback was a setup for my blessing. Good God Almighty. I'll say this to people all over the world. Your setback is a setup for your blessing. Don't you know that the last shall be first and the first shall be last? What that means is that sometimes people look like they're ahead of you up on the road. And they got the upper hand. And you could be going through. But right overshadows wrong. I'll say it again, that when you do right and when you uh, trust in God that the right will come out of that situation, it will every time. Good God Almighty. But you cannot be like the Israelites. The Israelites who grumbled, who complained, who lacked faith in God, they lacked faith in themselves, they lacked faith in their circumstance. They were doing their own self-injustice. They were complaining going through life lessons. Well, we all go through life lessons, but we have to trust God and not go in grief but have a pe- positive attitude. Yes, you're going to deal with hostile situations. Yes, that things are going to be despairing and sad. Yes, that friends will not be everlasting, you know they said a friend is one that loves you so that you will lay your life down for your brother, meaning that you will stand by them in the good times and the bad, no matter what you're going through, that you will be there to cover them, to encourage them, to motivate them, to let them know that there is a way of escape or rescue. That's why you see so many little children it's important to see the love and protection of a mother. Because a mother give that warmth, a mother give that encouragement, you know, a mother give hope in the dark situations. You know, a father will tell you to be strong, a father will tell you to be brave, a father will put the chest out. And they said if you gotta fight, fight and a father will tell you don't be a coward. But a mother shows mercy and compassion and pity and, you know, a mother will even show warmth and love that when you feel trapped, good God Almighty, that you could be in a situation of despair, but you have to stand firm and believe that your God is able. I'll say it again. You got to believe that your God is able. You know, that's what I love about the old saints. My uh, Godfather, Apostle, locked me, and you can hear him on a Thursday. And he comes on. He has a wisdom gift that can rightly divide the word of truth. He can go behind that veil and give us that outpouring of the Holy Spirit that give us revelation knowledge. And this is a man that a prayer of righteous prevails as much because his prayers get through. God Almighty, Jesus, that I love talking to him and my pastor, uh, Apostle Anthony T. Mays, that they are so positive that they just believe it, even if they don't see it, that they can decree and declare a thing and believe it so, and it shall and will come to pass. I will encourage you to give those mothers a hug and go out and treat them nice, give them a little special gift, give them a meal cuz there's nothing like a a love of a good mother. You know, I, I wonder sometime about the call on my life that I find that you know, there's a lot of men pastors out there and and young elders out there and and they uh seem to be bonded to me or they always call me mom and they call me and they and I know that in so many words that they consider me their pastor. And I always tell them, stay under a good man a woman of a God as your a pastor or a leader, your bishop or apostle. But I find that they still flock to me. And listening to them, they always said mom or they always said mother. And I'd be like, you know, why do they call me mom? And when I realized is that. I give that encouragement, I give the hope, and I give them the strength to know that their God is able, good God Almighty. You want somebody to tell you that God got your back. You want someone to let you know that your God can do anything but fail and stand on that faith until you see a miracle. I'll say it again. There are those good parents, especially moms, that will stand on their faith to believe it until they can receive it. Blood can come from their eyes. They will stay there because they said, "I'm just foolish enough." My godmother used to say it to believe the word of God. But you can't complain. The Israel, like in Exodus 14, because they was up against an army, they had evil all around them. They was dealing with situations that was locking them into slavery that their hope was there many a times your hope is going to be down but you can't complain you can't lose faith beloved you can't just say woe is me that god will bring you out you know those life lessons is to toughen up your skin i'll say it again that we go through lessons in life to make us tougher, to make us stronger. But we cannot complain that we just got to believe that our God is able. We can't be like the Israelites. Matter of fact, let us take a break right now as you get out your notes. And those of you who did not get your Bibles, we're giving you time now. Go to Exodus 14. This is the word that God has given me to give you. Trust in God, that we have to trust him more even though we could be surrounded and be perplexed on every hand that your God is able. You just can't complain. Amen? Amen. I've had some good
2: days. I've had some hills to climb. But he
0: In your life That after you have prayed That you got to put that prayer Into action You can look at Exodus uh, 14 and 15 Where the Lord told Moses To stop praying and get, and get moving I'll say it again In Exodus 14 And verse 15 The Lord told Moses To stop praying And get moving You know you got to believe that that prayer that you have prayed to God and said, God, I turn it over to you, I put it at the foot of the cross, and I'm asking you to give me guiding. I don't know what to do, but when you step out on faith, as we said in Exodus, that when we looked at even Hebrews chapter 11, that there comes a time that you got to just put your faith in action, the hope of the things that you know that God can do for your life according to his word. True, it looked like we don't have no way of escape. True, it look like our backs are against the wall. As Reverend Clay Evans said, that they are bills, they are situations, they are sickness, they are death. But we don't have to panic that God have a purpose and plan for our life. My mama used to tell me all the time, she said, baby, I trust God. You know, so we live, so we die. It's in God's hand. That whichever way he does it, we got to know that God is still in control. You know, that when the Israelites so many times saw that the Egyptian was out to gobble them up and to hurt them and that God, uh, directed Moses that they should go across the Red Sea into their destiny. Many a times that God gonna send you down a bumpy road. God gonna send you down a dark path. It's not gonna always look like sunshine. God will send you some situations that may be confusing to you, and that you don't understand why you have to go the way that you're going. But you got to trust God in that situation. The Israelites were told to go through the storm, good God Almighty, go through the storm that know that the soldiers would kill them and that the soldiers will be there at the banks of the Red Sea, but they had to go through that. And, beloved, they moved by faith, that they move to the point that they walked through the turmoils. Can you imagine seeing Troubles to the left and troubles to the right and being able to see all the things that would even gobble you up. Know that any moment it could be your life, good God Almighty. That this is it, but you got to trust God even down to the very last ounce of your breath. You know, I use as a, uh, an example, look at Daniel. Daniel was in the lion's den. He heard the roar of the lion. He saw the main He saw the strength of the beast, good God Almighty. But he had to put his faith up, put his faith and trust in God, knowing that God could even shut the mouths of the lion. There have been times in your life, and I know it's true, that your back has been up against the wall, that the bill collectors were coming, that deaf angels were meeting you, you know, at the hospital and in your flat that you felt sickness all over your body, good God Almighty, that you just knew that this was the hour that you could be consumed by death. But, God, I'll say it again, but God gave you that opportunity to live and not die because he wanted to show you his power to convince you to trust him. We look at the three Hebrew boys that were in the fire, and they was in the midst of it. And they said, look like a fourth man had showed up that looked like Jesus, that they were not consumed or burnt by what someone had plotted for them. Many times in your life, beloved, that you're going to have those that are just going along for the ride. You're going to have those that are just riding on your anointing, those that's riding on your prayer. Those that's hanging around you to get a mouth or something to eat. Those that's just around you to try to consume your flesh or get money out your pocket so you could be a blessing to them, good God Almighty. You got to shake the dust, beloved. There comes a time in every man's life, if you see something that's not good for you, you got to let it go. What do you stand for to commit suicide to yourself? You're killing your own self. If you realize that you're drinking and it's going to destroy you and kill your liver and cause you to have uh, to lose your job or to mess up with your family, you need to let it go. Good God Almighty! If you know you're in a situation that you're getting beat up, you're getting hurt, you're getting talked about, you're getting ridiculed, unless God tell you to stay, you got to go, beloved. That you are made in the image of God that you are special to him, that you don't have to be persecuted, that you just got to trust God. There was plagues going through Egypt. Death angels was going through each door to kill everybody all over that whole nation of Egypt, just like we started COVID-19. That thing went from Africa, Russia, England, China, it went through every nation of this world, every country, every city. It was going up and to and fro so the land. There were beautiful folks, those that loved the Lord that went on the glory. There was those that died. But just like the door was marked with the blood for salvation, the blood that was posted on the door of the Israelites, the plague passed them over so that they could fulfill their destiny. Many of us have been spared in this COVID. I don't understand how you could be locked up for two years outside to breathe God's air. You had a chance to think about it. You cannot blame God if he cracked open the sky today and rapture you up. You can't complain and murmur and say, God, you didn't give me enough time, and murmur and complain. He gave you two years to think about what you did wrong, how you talked to people, how you hurt people, how you did evil for evil, how you went on to puff yourself up and you relied on money and you got to the point that you thought you was better than everybody else. God gave you finances to be a blessing not only to yourself but those that you come in contact with, that God was using you. But you had two years to think about. The nastiness, the evilness, the things that needed to be changed. You was locked down for two years in COVID. And God lifted that they saw the most precious commodity was not gold. It was not silver. But it was the very air that we breathe. Good God Almighty. The same blood that was posted on the doors for the Israelites so the deaf angels could go by. God gave us that same opportunity that COVID passed us by. And now we're able to come back out in the land of the living. But look at us. We're still fighting. We're still talking about our brothers. We're still destroying households. We're still doing evil and mean things. We're still lying and cursing and backing and talking about the pastor and not giving tithes and offerings to help build up the kingdom of God. And we're even trying to critique and uh, look at the different radio shows and TV, even Apostle Mercer on this radio broadcast and say, is this of God? Yes, it is. God is wanting you to trust him and to be grateful. Plague did not consume you. You know, I use as another example talking about the Israelites being in slavery, being in bondage. Look at the slavery in the United States of the black race. Look out look at how that all those years that they was in slavery working another man's land and that they were meant uh, to be under a master's foot. But God so fixed it, I'll say it again that through that hymns and the songs and the prayers, I I believe it, that I read about it and I heard it through my ancestors and my grandmom that they prayed their way through and they moved out on faith and they trust God. That that thing was abolished. They was emancipated to freedom. But there was still those that wanted the uh the the Egyptian soldiers, to keep them in bondage, to keep them as their slaves so that they can uh, make money off of them, that they chased them. They chased them to kill them through the Red Sea. Don't you know that that Red Sea represented economy? That Red Sea was the the main point that you could go to Europe, to Asia, to other uh, places to trade, that this was a central point of the money, of the economy, for that country, that that wealth of Egypt. The Israelites had to go through that, that sacred spot. And I'm saying that in relationship to the slavery, that there was those down south that, that saw, that keeping the slave oppressed, that they could continue to have economics and they could continue to have money. They could continue to have trade all over the country, all over the world that it was important to oppress those people and keep them down. But the same way that the people, the Israelites had to go through the slavery here in the United States, the people had to go through that to get to their destiny. Good God Almighty, we are so privileged, so privileged today that the law place, regardless how people feel down the south that we are steady rising to the occasion, that we are free in this America. But think about it, beloved. Are we really free when we still talk about our own brothers, our own race, and we do genocide to our neighbors, to our friends, to our own women and children? Good God Almighty, how can you say that you, uh, even in America, that you for a particular culture, but you turn them down? You stab them in the back, you laugh at them, you undermine them,
1: you belittle
0: them, you look and frown. That God is saying today that he wants us to show love. Love your neighbors like yourself. God is able to deliver you from any situation. But you've got to trust God. Trust God in his word and learn how to stand on that word of faith and show love. God loved us so that he took the Israelites all the way through the Red Sea, and he was able to say that he could bring them through any storm. He took the slavery, as I used earlier as an example, to bring us through. And look where we are today, that we have a chance to vote. We have a chance as a black race to stand up and be somebody, and that we don't have the right to tear down, to oppress and depress another human being, good God Almighty. What have you learned, beloved, that you have crossed over from darkness to light, where you have crossed over from death of COVID unto light, that you have gone through the plague, that you have gone through the death, that God has opened up the waters to pour back his blessing, that yet you are free now to breathe his air that we have a chance of escape, and what are we doing? Have we got to the point that, okay, that, yes, God, I thank you that I was able to go through this death storm. I thank you I was able to go through the Red Sea. I thank you, God, that you held back your hand of death for me. You've shown me your miracle, and what kind of human being am I today? Good God Almighty. Beloved, you can trust God at his word, that he loves you, he sent his son for you, that his death, burial, and resurrection will give us eternal life. But what are we doing with the life now that we have gone through the Red Sea? What are we doing with our life now that we're no longer oppressed in slavery? Some of us are at North. Are we still that now we have become those masters of whipping others with our mouth, of whipping others with our wealth, of whipping others to make them feel belittled. Are we talking about degrading, being nasty, being mean? Are we putting down our neighbors? Are we having our fights and lying and pulling the rugs from under? Are we showing jealousy? God has delivered us to walk through death to go to the other side, to the promised land. We, we have that opportunity now, the opportunity to breathe, the opportunity to return to our jobs, the opportunity to go back to our churches and see our family, the opportunity. But who are we now that we have come from, uh, Death doors have opened? Who are we now that we have passed? the Red Sea? Who are we? That we have had the opportunity to show that we are grateful for coming out after two years being locked up in our own home. What mistakes are we still making? What conversations are we still having? What are we doing? What are our strengths? What have we accomplished when we have came out of this Two years of being left down, locked down. You know, we had a chance to examine our weakness. We had a a chance to realize all our mistakes. God was giving us life. Mm -hmm. Think about it. This says that we are a frail people that need the word of God, the need to trust in God, because there are times that we will go back to our own vomit. Uh-oh, i say it again. If I step on your foot, just say, ouch. Yes, there are times that you're going to go back being a bite butter, a liar, a thief, a whoremonger. I'm going to say what God give me. I'm not perfect. I'm just a messenger. I'm not pleased in the people that we are. We know better. You know not to be adulterer if you marry. You know that you should not, if you say you're a Christian, that you are persecuting other Christians and doing evil for evil. You know that God is saying to us, do we need to be locked down again for another two years for another virus to come that they can send us back from our jobs? Some of us lost our jobs. They lost their homes. They lost their lives. They lost their life insurance. They suffered. When this COVID went through the whole world, the people couldn't get food to eat. There was lines of lines of cars of people walking to get them. But soon as it was lifted, we see nations abominning other nations. We see now marriages us getting destroyed again. We see all over the news and all over the TV and all over the TV programs that evil is cropping his head. I would say to you, beloved, it is time for us, as they said, when I was a child, when I was locked down in COVID, I did childish things. But now that I'm a man, now that I'm free to breathe this air, it is time for me to grow up. It is time for me to get myself together and put sin behind me and walk the walk and talk the talk that our God is able That our God loves us. That our God don't want us to turn our backs on him. That we have to trust him. And we have to believe that we serve a mighty God. There was evidence in Exodus. In historical records. That the people had to see their defeat. In order for them to see their victory. That. People have to see that evil was destroyed, that traitors and all of those adversaries was drowned, that God himself had to show up and to help his people to a chance and an opportunity to turn their situations around. No longer did the Israelites have to be runaway slaves no longer had to be bonded and be servants of others, that that event should have told us that God can take us out of our troubles if we act right and do right and pray right and trust him through the storm. Beloved, I come to say to you today that God want us to just walk towards the mark of our calling All of us are special to him. He's given us a chance to turn our worst round to a better situation. Won't you show him the love, the respect, the kindness to your brother and to yourself to just say that, God, I'm sorry that I repent. I have not been the best person that I need to be. But God, I'm asking you to change my heart, my attitude, open up my eyes so I can look with spiritual eyes that there are some things that I need to change and get right with God. That I need to get right, beloved. That he have had me a chance to go through that Red Sea of death. That my mask is off. COVID is not affecting my life. And that I thank him for that medication that was already in this earth. I thank him for a chance that I can breathe and that I can be with family and loved ones and not be a prisoner to my own home, that I want to repent today and say, God, I'm going to get it together. I'm asking you to help me talk right because sometimes I can't control my own mouth. Help me to see right. See their goodness in people, not the condemnations, the fault finding, the blaming, or making others feel less than. That I want to exalt, edify, and encourage others to love, to be the best that they can be, and push them to their destiny. God, where my heart was stony and evil and malice, and God, I'm asking you to change my heart, change my heart to a pure heart where I can love unconditionally, that I can love a man the way that you have made him in your image and breathe breath into his body. Who am I to condemn and not show love or be that good Samaritan? That God help me, God, that I'll be able to use my hands to uplift, to encourage, and to just bring into focus the things that's important for my life. That, God, that you would just put the whole armor and cover me with the shield of faith and the word of God where I can just believe that you are real in my life, real in this earth, real, God, and change me around for the purpose and destiny that you have for me. That I don't want to be a prisoner to myself or to those like Uh, The Egyptians Who was oppressing the Israelites That I don't want to be like that That now that I had a chance To walk through that valley of darkness Into light That I want to be the best human being That I can be Good God Almighty That God I'm asking you For those that's not saved That God save me Help me To have a deeper walk with Jesus Through his death, burial and resurrection so I can have a chance of eternal life. I don't want to be condemned. I don't want to lose the opportunity that you have given me to come out of darkness, come away from COVID, and have a chance to live and not die. Good God Almighty. The God I'm asking you right now, Lord, to save me, to fill me with that precious gift of your Holy Ghost. And God, I repent. I am godly sorrow for the things I have done the things that I've said to others, the things that I have tore down people. God, help me to be a soldier in your army. Help me, God, to walk upright. I'm asking all of you today to think about it, to think about the things that we need to change in our life so that we can no longer be a prisoner not only to ourselves, to those habits or to those situations that have locked us down with no hope, but that we are free now. We have a chance to go to the other side, to our destiny, a chance to live one more time away from death doors, that we have an opportunity to repent and to be better. Then I'm asking you right now to ask that God come into your life, To break every change, everything that's holding you down, everything that's holding you back so that you don't have an opportunity to get it right with God. God bless you today. As we have examined Exodus chapter 14, it is time for us to go over to the other side and to break all of those things in our life that has held us bondage as prisoners, that we need to get it right with God. We need to trust him at his word, live according to his word, and treat others the way that we want to be treated. Let us listen to Tasha Cobb Leonard at this time, that God can break all of those chains out of our lives that's holding us down and holding us back. God bless you again. You're listening to the five-fold ministry broadcast. I'm your host, Apostle Margie Mercer. Amen.
2: Every chain, break, every chain, break, every chain. <laughs> break every chain. Break every chain. Break every chain. To break every chain. Break every chain. Break every chain.
0: murmur, find fault, but they had a chance to have the victory. You know, it's very sad that when you read the story of Exodus, even when the the children of Israel went through that valley of dry bones and God helped them to live, that even when it was in the wilderness, they still complained. They complained when it was with the Israelites. They complained when they had to cross the Red Sea. They complained when it was in the wilderness that God still provided food and water for them because he loved them so, beloved. God loves you so that how long would you continue to not do what's right according to the gospel of Jesus Christ? All of us fall short, including Apostle Mercer. There's so many things. I remember a lady said that she don't sin. Well, gluttony is a sin when you just eat all the time and you don't even think about those who may need crumbs from your table to have a meal. Good God Almighty. Or you got to the point you got so arrogant because favor has been in your life that you're blessed. And you look down on your brother and you talk about him. And you even eat a meal at his house and talk about how nasty the food was, God forbid. Or those that say that I love you, but all the time they talk about you behind the back. What have we learned coming from our lockdown situation of being in bondage in the land of Egypt? In so many words, that we were stuck for two years and came out to breathe fresh air. Good God Almighty, that now that we are free, now that we have an opportunity are we still going to murmur and complain? Are we going to fall back to our own vomit and do our own ways again? God forbid. It is time for us to stop complaining about things that happen in our life, of things that we, uh, are you know, that we find fault in others. But look at ourselves. Yes, all of us, all of us have come short to the glory of God that even if we try to live our best life, that we still got to keep the faith and trust God and to encourage somebody else along our journey. I will pray today that all of you be successful in your walk and your journey in God and that all of you find favor and always forgive yourself for being, and to not be a lover of yourself but to the body of Christ. When you leave out, leave out in love and respect. When you see your brother, treat them the way you want to be treated. And as you look at yourself in the mirror each and every day, say, what kind of person am I that I'm exemplifying the body of Christ? Beloved, all of us have a chance each and every day to be the best that we can be and that only God can bring a change in our lives. And God bless you again as always if you have listened to the word of God that we have good speakers. We have, as I said, through the week good speakers and preachers and those in the gospel of Jesus Christ, that those that love the Lord and that they come through the week uh, to give their time to just be a blessing to us. I would encourage you to tune in. By calling 319-527-6036 that we can just enjoy, enjoy what God has given them to give us. Truly we are so blessed. And as always, know that your God loves you. Just be still, just be encouraged, and to know that favor is working for you. That when you do what's right, according to God, the blessings shall come. Amen. Amen. So let us go out now. We have heard the word. We have repented. And that we are going to try to turn this thing around. For those of you that always go to your house of worship, go with respect, go with words of praise, of worship, of love, and fellowship, and encourage your brother in the faith, and not going to condemn but to show love. Amen. And go out as a soldier in the body of Christ. So if I step on your toes just out, (laughs) this is what God has given me to give you, that it is time for us to change and stop complaining. It is time for us to trust and to love our brothers as we love ourselves, because he has pulled us from darkness unto the light. So let us sing songs of praise as we get up and wipe our wounds. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Leandra Johnson, that that's what God has done. Truly, God has done so much for us as we read today that he has taken us from darkness to the light when our backs was against the walls and when we was in a valley of dry bones with this COVID and we was locked in and locked out from having the opportunity to breathe and be set free. This is what God has done, that he has opened the doors to give us another chance of life. Open the doors to get it right. He has opened the doors to turn things around for us. And now it is up to us to say that, God, we are grateful and we are thankful for what he has done. Beloved, let your life mean something to God and to yourself, that you are his beloved. You're made in his image that it is time to get it right. And to see of all the things that God has for you that as he put in his word as his promises that yes, he did, that he loved you so. And remember that death, burial, and resurrection that through Christ we have a chance to have this eternal life. We have a chance to see God in his glory. We thank God he sit high, and he look low. We thank God. For His Word, we thank God for those beautiful songs of praise that He has given various artists, and we thank God that we have a chance to get it right. And thank you so much for listening to the Fivefold Ministry. You can hear us Monday through Fridays from seven o'clock to eight o'clock, as well as Sundays from eight thirty to ten. Again, you're listening to the Fivefold Ministry broadcast. Be blessed. Be positive and know that this is what God has done for you, a chance to start over and to start at your best. Amen. Repent daily, beloved, and give him the worship and the praise and treat others with love and respect. God bless you again. And remember, if God can't do it, it just can't be done. Let us give him and the praise and worship today. Amen. Amen. Bye.